Good evening. Welcome to Tom's World Language Cafe, coming to you live from Fishers, Indiana. It's Thursday, February 20th, 7.45 p.m. in the evening, and it's a very cold night here in Indianapolis, and uh, it's been a great, great day, except that we did have a, a bad accident this afternoon on the interstate and a, a big trailer uh, uh, loaded with jet fuel uh, flipped over and crashed and blew up and exploded, so it was not a good day for that. So, and I happened to be nearby just by accident, uh, returning home uh, from an errand and uh, uh, not a pleasant scene. So, but we're here tonight and we're going to have a good time because we have a guest for you all the way from Colombia, Bogota, Colombia. Now you wonder how we're going to do this program. <clears throat> we do this via Skype and Danielle is going to be talking to you, and he speaks beautiful English, and he's going to be talking to you, and this is the program I said we're live right now, and uh, he's all the way in from Bogota, Colombia, very far away. And uh, I would like to first thank uh, the Apple uh, Group, uh, the Apple Corporation, for providing all of us the opportunities with the podcast and for supporting our show. And uh, also for the listeners, don't forget you can subscribe if you visit the site and, and hear the program, you can also subscribe. And whenever there's a new program posted, uh, that comes in your, your mail. And so you can listen to it. And it's free of charge, so there's no charge. Um, we'd like to uh, start uh, with our guest. And his name is, uh, he's going to tell you what his name is, uh, Danielle. Okay, we ready? And your name, Danielle, is? Yes, my name is Danielle Castro. And Danielle, where are you from? I'm from Bogota, Colombia, okay. South America. Okay. And what profession are you in? I'm a physician. I have a specialization in general surgery. And also I have a training in laparoscopy surgery. So, Danielle, you're... You're what we would call a general surgeon, correct? Right. Uh-huh. Now, so what hospital are you affiliated with? Like what? Uh, in what, has, in what uh, hospital? What? Hospital. Uh-huh. Where do you work most of the time, the hospital? Okay. I work in the uh, university hospital. Mm -hmm. The name is... Uh, Hospital de la Universidad de La Sabana. Uh -huh. It's a, a, a private uh, hospital from a private university. Now, uh, I'm going to tell the listeners how you and I have met. The coincidence of La Vida, right? The, there's a famous there's a famous song in Mexico called um, uh, Coincidir, to, to coincide, right? How people meet, you know, and... and strange ways. Uh, a long time ago, I won't say what year it was, but a while back, uh, I was in Colombia, Bogota, to uh, learn Spanish and, um, and, and learn the Colombian culture. And I was fortunate enough to live with a wonderful family there. And the mother of the family ended up that she was Danielle's aunt, correct? She, was, she was your aunt. Yeah, Gabriela, right? Gabriela. Yeah, and she was your aunt. And so anyway, uh, later in life, 
And at that time, you were, I don't even know, were you around at that time? Yeah, I think you were little, right? How, you were real little, right? Or were you? Yes. Yeah, you were real little. So anyway, uh, I get a call later on, years later, in Indianapolis, Indiana, and lo and behold, Danielle, whom I had seen when he was a little baby, child, and was now an adult, and he was studying medicine. He was doing a, a special program at uh, St. Vincent's Hospital in Indianapolis, and he uh, was amazed that I was, had pictures of his family when his family used to get together with my Colombian family there. And, uh, but he visited me quite often in Indianapolis when he was there, and uh, we had a great time. And uh, so over the years, we kept in contact. And then in 2007, uh, no, 2009, I went back to Bogota and uh, got to spend a lot of time with Danielle and his family and the family, uh, my family that I live with in Bogota. And, uh, and lo here we are today, and Dan is going to be on the show. He's on the show. And via Skype, so who would have ever thought that uh, it's, it's amazing, right, what we can do with technology and, and a little bit of luck, right, <laughs> so that we were able to stay together. Um, so um, where did you study your medicine at? Did you study in Bogota? Yes, I studied medicine in the Universidad Javeriana. It's a private university. And uh, also, I did my uh, residence in general surgery in that uh, university. Uh, when I finished my uh, program in general surgery, I, I uh, did a fellowship training in, in laparoscopic surgery in Indianapolis and in, in St. Vincent Hospital. Now, why did you get into medicine? Did you just always want to be a doctor or since you were a kid or you always wanted to be, be a doctor or did it come late, your decision came late in life? Well, it's a very interesting story because uh, when I uh, was uh, four years old, uh, I decided to study medicine. Uh, I, I don't have a... Uh, relatives, uh, uh, doctors. And when I uh, was a child, uh, I, I uh, operate my toys. And okay. I did a story, my toys. <laughs> uh, I cut the, the tennis, the, uh, mm -hmm. I cut and take out the cotton and then put on again and social the, the, the toy. So you were serious. You were serious when you were a child, right? You wanted to be a doctor. That's wonderful. That's really neat. Yeah. So that is quite a story. Now, did um, but your were your mom and dad in medicine? No, your mom or dad were they? No. Oh. I didn't think so. Yeah. Oh. So uh, I remember your family. Wonderful people. I mean, I don't remember a lot of details, but just a great family. I remember that, and we had more fun. And we go to the the fincas, right? We go to those fincas, yes. and there were there were so many. I lose track. I mean, everybody knew everybody, and just it was a great time, you know. And the families were very close, and yeah, it was a great time. Uh, so, um, what about English now? 
how is it that you can speak English? You obviously took quite a bit of English, I suppose, right, over the years in school, right? Or Yes, I uh, started to, to study the English in, in my school. Uh, uh, I need to have a, a better English in my medical uh, education because uh, the majority of the literature is in English. And uh, for the doctor, it's very important to speak English. For example, uh, our last program, uh, Vince, uh, Dr. DeLampa Vince was on, and he talked about Spanish and how he has used his Spanish with his clients, his patients. Because here in Indianapolis now, there's a big Latino population. So he's able to work with them and help them in Spanish, which is quite a nice thing. Now, do you ever have patients where you can talk a little English? I bet you do, right? That you can use your English yes. So sometimes we have a patient uh, from, uh, from other countries, and uh, United States or also Europe, and the only language to have a communication is in English. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, I imagine that there as well as the United States everywhere that doctors communicate on the internet now, right? Via the internet. I assume you could you could take a course online, right? From the United States. Right. Or they could take a course in Spanish, in, in, in Spanish language, I mean given in Spanish, about medicine in Colombia, right? I mean for right. Spanish speaking doctors. So there's a little bit of everything out there, right? And uh, right. so what would you say to the listeners about learning another language, why that is important in their life? Wow, well, it is uh, very important because the English is the global language. Uh, uh, for the uh, medical profession, is uh, absolutely uh, you need to, to speak English. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, all of the investigation mm-hmm. uh, around the world in medicine is in English. It's the universal language. Now, from what Vince said, and maybe you can verify this, so if he wants to watch, though, and he was looking at something in Spain, let's say, or in Colombia, a program, so his knowledge of Spanish would help as well, right? I mean, he could communicate maybe with a doctor in Colombia, you know, who didn't know English very well. Or he might speak with somebody in in Guatemala who didn't know English very well. But his knowledge of Spanish could get him into the door, right? With that doctor and open a lot of doors. Is that true or not? Would that happen? In Colombia, the majority of the doctors speak uh, speaks English. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. But not uh, in, I'm guessing, though, that in some countries, you know, like the countries maybe that don't have quite the high level of education as you do in Bogota, which is quite high, you know, the level of medicine there. But let's say you were, you were in uh, Nicaragua or, or Costa Rica, maybe not Costa Rica, as much Guatemala, Honduras, places like that or even Spain, and somebody didn't know English very well, the doctors, 
just knowing it, the Spanish would open a lot of doors, wouldn't it, you know, for the doctors. In other words, the more bilingual they would be, the better, correct? I would guess that would be true. Yes, correct. Yeah. So um, this idea of, of bilingualism is, uh, is it's very interesting from the standpoint of um, what's done in English. For example, as you said, medicine. And I believe the same thing is true in, in business, right? The great deal of right. businesses, the, the high business is done in, in, in English. However, when you think of getting beyond that a little bit, and then if you were able to talk to people, you know, via the Internet, online, to, to doctors, for example, in another language, if you were a doctor, if, you, if I knew Espanol and I was hablando en Espanol and we were talking, etc., that would open some doors too, and just the friendship and different things, right? I'm just thinking right. how, how this global connection even could be better, right? And I think it would, could be right. better more so in our part here, in our country, I think in the United States, I think you guys there are pretty dedicated, you know, to learning English, right? And maybe I'm out of, more, out of necessity more, but here we don't have that excuse anymore. We can't say... It's not necessary with Spanish, for example, because we have a huge Spanish population. Like Indianapolis has a big Spanish pop, uh, Spanish-speaking population, so we can't say that anymore. But but just the idea of, of having that love for language, right? And you've always loved speaking English. I remember when you came here when you were at St. Vincent's, and you had more fun, and we talk English, and you got the biggest kick out of some of the light words and the different things, but. It is um, it is important, right, for young people, don't you think, that learning another language is paramount. I mean, it, and, and you can travel, right, as well. You can travel and, and do things that, you, you know, you could never do. You know, like, I mean, my program in Havana, Cuba in the summer, we go visit a high school, and the, the American teachers are able to go and talk to the, to the people, the administrators in the school, the students, et cetera, et cetera. But... But all of those things happen uh, because of language and breaking barriers, right? With I think we can break down barriers and improve our fr friendships. Um, so in Colombia, for example, is the study of language obligatory? Is it required? Like you have to do. You have oh yes. And you you start in yes. what year? Do you start in elementary school? Is it elementary? Yes. It Colombia is obligatory in the school, but the level of the English is better in the private schools. Mm -hmm. the, the majority of the private schools are bilingual. And also, uh, uh, many schools mm -hmm. uh, have a, a three languages, uh, English, French, and Spanish, uh, German, English, and Spanish, and uh, uh, now so, uh, the majority of the people from a private school have minimal two languages. Mm -hmm. Which is nice, which is very, very, very good. That's really good. Um, so this, um, um, we're going to switch gears here for a minute, um, and... Um, why I, I know one of my questions I was going to ask is this this use of English though in professions 
uh, English, or let's just talk about all languages. Let's say a student knows French. He studied French. Uh, in, uh, he knows Spanish or French or English as, as, a, as a, a foreign or world language, foreign language. All of that's important. Do, do, do you see the, would you say the culture part of it is important too? The culture side of it? You know, like when you, you, when you came to Indianapolis, right, for example, you know, visiting and when you first came to St. Saint, Vincent's there. But just being there and being in the culture, right, and traveling and having that experience too, which is something I, I always think too sometimes when we talk about studying world languages, we forget about too the great, great thing it is to travel and to be in another country in another place and experience culture. You know, that's a, it's a wonderful thing. Yes, I think the, the language and culture uh, is together, mm-hmm. always. If you do like to understand and speak very well a language, you need to understand the culture. It's impossible if, uh, to speak very well a language if you, mm-hmm. you don't understand the culture. Mm-hmm. I think if you like to learn the language, you need to go to the uh, uh, different countries uh, and to live in the culture is, I think, the best way to learn a language. Mm-hmm. Um, so travel is important. Now, what would you say to the listeners if you, you, were, you were giving a little commercial for, Colo- for Bogota? You're thinking of a, some things that say really neat things you'd say about why American students should, and they're studying Spanish. And it, but you'd say, this is why you need to go to Bogota. What would you tell those kids? I mean, the high school students or college students, and you want them to visit Bogota and, and learn Spanish there, especially in Bogota, right? Because it's very beautiful Spanish, right? And, uh, but what, would, what else would you tell them about the city? Okay, uh, you know, uh, uh, I think the best uh, Spanish in the world uh, is in Bogota because it's, uh, we don't have a slang, it's a very clear Spanish, uh, very nice, and uh, Bogota is a pretty big uh, city with uh, many, many attractives in the cultures, the theater, and a very good restaurant, and we have many activities, and I think it's a a very nice city to visit. It's a huge city. We have eight million people, and we have very nice areas in the city, but we have a poor areas in the city, uh, because uh, it's the same in uh, metropolis. We yes. have uh, 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 problems, but uh, the city is growing, growing, and, and it's, it's a, very nice. And the people also is beautiful, it's, uh, very friendly, uh, warm. Very, very warm people, beautiful people, and a beautiful city, very beautiful city. It's kind of in a valley, isn't it, with the mountains all around, and a very beautiful city. Um, do the, um, I was just thinking back on uh, the museums, uh, the Botero Museum still there, right? Botero. The, the gold, 
Which one? The gold. Uh -huh. Museo de Oro, Botero, the, uh, the Casa del Poeta. ¿Cómo se llama? Jorge Isaacs. Fue el poeta. No, uh, es otro, es otro. Uh, es de otra parte, sí. Cali. Cali. Pero este es de do, el poeta de, de Bogotá. ¿Cómo se llama? Ah, estuve en la casa de él. Ese poeta. <ríe> Me escapa el nombre. Ah. Pombo eh, es uno, el otro era... Eh, sí, ya, ya, eh, también se lo olvidó en este momento. Um, so, this... Um, your family, for example, now... Your family, you have a pretty big family, right? How many, uh, who, what is your wife's name? Maria Cristina. Maria Cristina. And then you have how many kids now? Three kids. Mm -hmm. uh, the oldest is Estefania. And she's uh, 13 years old. Then Andres, he's uh, 11 years old. Mm -hmm. uh, the youngest is Agustin, he's uh, seven years old. Seven years old, okay. So you're very busy, right? Very busy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now, so what's the favorite music of the teenagers now at this time in Bogota? Who's the favorite singer uh, in Spanish in Bogota? Who sings in Spanish? Who's the favorite singer? Not Shakira, no, Shakira. Juanes también. Juanes es de Colombia, ¿no? Sí. Yes, Juanes, Chiquira. The young people like the. I don't remember the name of the music. It's. No, I don't remember, pero. Maybe I, I, can I ask my, my daughter? <laughs> okay. Um, so, the, um, back to the uh, music, and one is uh, two years, uh, three years ago, I guess it has been now, three years ago in Madrid, uh, we get, were fortunate enough to go s to see one as he was in concert at the Teatro de Madrid in a beautiful okay. theater, and uh, outstanding performance. What a great singer. Oh. It just was astounding, the performance. And uh, uh, once in a lifetime, we just lucked into the fact that he was there while we were there. And uh, so, um, so what would you tell kids today about getting interested in culture and language and travel? What, what would inspire them to do that? What, what, would, what would you say to them to inspire them to study more language? Uh, always I say say to my students in the uh, uh, hospital uh, I, I invite to them to go outside the country and I say them it's very important to know other cultures because uh, we have uh, very good uh, values in our culture but the other cultures also have very good and very important value. When you go to the other cultures, your mind is open. And uh, I think... That's uh, good. I like that. Yes, that's really good. 
open mind to the other cultures, to the values of the cultures that are all different, right? Every culture has a little bit different value system sometimes. Um, So how many languages do you speak? No, I speak Spanish and a little English. (laughs) Uh, Okay, but no French, right? No French. No. Okay. No, no, I live by my friends. So what countries have you visited? You visited the United States, right? Have you been? Yes, I, I know Canada, Canada, many places in the United States. Mm-hmm. I went to Germany and Panama, Canada. Mm-hmm. It's all. Mm-hmm. Now, did, um, uh, so you, uh, you've been in, in living in Bogota, right? So you were born in Bogota, right? You were born in right. Bogota. Um, and then, um, what about using English? Do you have any special memories that you, when you spoke English with your patients or something, some, anything that happened that was serious or funny or whatever? Well, uh, I remember my first, uh, when I was on, uh, in the United States, when uh, uh, my first on call in the hospital in San Vincent, I received a call from uh, uh, one floor, and I went to the patient, and the patient was a problem, mentally problem, and it was very difficult to understand him. And, uh, for me, it was a challenge to understand him, and uh, 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 that uh, a guy uh, fell down onto the stairs, and uh, he uh, had a language problem because uh, uh, he had a disability, and it was very difficult to understand him. Uh, I remember that. It's funny, isn't it, how some things are, you know, you, you remember because of the one episode, right? There's something to that effect. Um, yeah. How would you describe a creative doctor? Wow. Yeah. Now, when you, when, like, when you teach, for example, and there are creative professors there of medicine, right? Very creative. And maybe some, they're all creative, right? I, pretty much. I, if it's like teaching, you know, like language teaching, most of the teachers are, are very creative people. It's like, but they're all in different channels, right? Like, I always think that creativity has its channels, you know, and, and on channel seven might be, there might be 10 teachers. And then on another channel, there might be 15 people, but each channel has its own little idiosyncrasies and, you know, special things, right? That make it very creative, you know, but, but it's, it's, that's, I always find that's fun, the fun of teaching. And you may think the same there when, when, when on medicine, but it's always fun to see, to, to teach in a creative way, perhaps, and then the, see the students be creative, right? And which may be the right. most important thing in teaching, you know, do you feel that way in medicine? Like, I, I say uh, to my students uh, to have an open mind 
to be a, create, a creative mind, uh, especially in general surgery. Uh, the general surgeon uh, must be a creative. Every surgery is different. You need to have a fast uh, thing to uh, to do the right thing in the right moment during the surgery. You need to be a creative. So, in other words, no two surgeries are alike, right? They're all a little different. No. Yeah, they they're, yes. they're, they're all a little bit different. It's kind of the, the same thing happen at different whole different scale, of course not. Uh, but language learning is the same thing. You know, every student, you know, the situation that of teaching them is different, and you know, they all have their different styles of of learning. The to the students, but. Uh, Teachers, in general, as you said, when they get out in the world and, 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 and teach and they're teaching language, one of the interesting things is the creativity factor becomes huge uh, when you travel. And you probably saw that when you were in Indiana, that remember the time in Indiana. But you have to, you have to adapt, you know, and you're traveling and teachers are the same way in languages, you know. And if they're not native speakers, they really got to adapt, you know, because... You can be somewhere and, you know, you can understand 100 people, but then somebody comes in 101 and you can't, you know, because their accent is really strange, you know, or they don't open their mouth, they don't enunciate, right? And, uh, and you've, right. you've had the same thing happen in English when you hear people, right? It, it, sometimes if they don't enunciate and open their mouth, then it's hard to f figure out what they're saying. But... Uh, but it, it requires incredible creativity to move around and keep the ball rolling, you know, if you're talking in Spanish or you're talking in English. And like you said, when you were trying to understand what the guy, you know, you were trying to understand his ink, ink getting around with the patient there when you were talking about uh, But it requires great creativity. And I'm sure on a whole different scale that the same thing happens in surgery, right? That every body is different. <laughs> inside right even though you it, yeah. it's supposed to be the heart's supposed to be here and everything's supposed to be where it is. sometimes it is always in a different is it in the same place most of the time right but sometimes there could be right. a little difference so um so when you studied did you have any teachers that really inspired you like when you were in high school did you ever have any teachers that really you remember who were really inspired you to learn you know, in different classes. Well, I, I remember the teacher in my medical school, uh, uh, Dr. Patino. He's, uh, I think, the, the best uh, general surgeon, the most uh, recognition, the uh, world recognition, the universal recognition, uh, Dr. Patino uh, as also uh, president of the American College of Surgeons. Uh, was a very important surgeon. And uh, he is a person with a, a, a special capacity to work and to learn and to write. And uh, he's very uh, intelligent, smart. Uh, and uh, I remember him, he was my, my professor, and I have a, a very a uh, huge appreciation for him. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
Now, so um, what do you think makes a great teacher and a great doctor? You're both of them. You're a great you're a teacher, right, professor, and you're also a doctor. So uh, what makes a great teacher and a doctor? What do you think the, the three main things are for doing that, three or four items? Okay, a, a, a good teacher is, a, I think, the principal is a kind person, a, a human person. It's a, a, you know, it's for, I think the, the doctor needs three different values. The first value is the... A, I, I don't know uh, how it's uh, uh, in English. Um, uh, uh, in uh, common sense, uh, I don't know if it's the right uh, word in, in, in English, uh, sentido común. Mm -hmm. uh, the common, common, uh, doctor. common sense. Mm -hmm. Common sense. Okay. Mm -hmm. the, the second is a uh, uh, is a responsibility if the doctor uh, uh, has responsibility it is a uh, uh, study and do, do the right thing in the right moment and the third uh, thing is the love for the patient mm -hmm. and, and that love when, when you say love for the patient that's a, like a passion right a passion, right, for the love of the, of the whole thing, too, right? The passion, passion for doing it, right? The whole thing and the love of patient. Good, that's really good. Um, now, are your kids studying English now? Are your kids? Studying? Yes. Uh huh. Do you talk? Yes. Do you talk English sometimes to them? Yes, sometimes. All right, uh, good. Okay. English, All right. But, All right. Uh, so, yes. Uh, where do you think the best place to learn another language is? Is it in the classroom or is it in the country of, of where the language is spoken? Uh, it's in the native uh, country. Yes. Uh, absolutely. Yes. Uh, uh, they, or my, my kids uh, start uh, to, uh, 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 to learn English in, in uh, the three years old, but, uh, and also they have a very good English, I think, better than me, but uh, to live in the uh, country the, 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 with the natives, uh, people, it's, yeah, very, yeah, it's very important. It's very, very important, exactly. And again, an encouragement for all people who are interested in language learning to visit an, another country, right? Where the language is spoken right. and for students, adults, uh, older people, that want to learn another language, the great place to go is to visit the country. And uh, that's number yeah. one, yeah. Now, um, how do they teach language in, in uh, Bogota, like language classes? Are they, do they have little readers they use? They have a little textbook? Or how do they do that? Or do they do it? In, depend of the school. I mean, if the school is uh, bilingual, uh, the student uh, uh, study three or four uh, subjects in, in English. My kids uh, uh, receive the mathematics, 
uh, science and uh, uh, language in English. Mm -hmm. All of the class is in English. So it's an immersion program, right? <clears throat> Digamos yeah. immersion, no? Immersion, no? Yeah. So everything's in English, correct? Like everything the, is in English. Is that all the classes in the school, or just the English? Yeah. Is that all the classes? The, the, the other in Spanish, but the uh, main uh, classes are in English. The, like math and science type things, in the language right. class. Okay, okay, that's wonderful. Um, now the. Uh, before we end the show here, uh, I was going to see, a ver, if you could talk Espanol un poco, and then I'll translate a little bit and uh, for the listener. And then we'll, uh, you can hablar en Espanol a little bit about your type of surgeries you do and how you do it, right? For, so they can figure that out, all right? As they say, Spanish? Sí. Vas a comentar en español sobre la cirugía, lo que tú haces, y luego yo trato de traducir. Y si okay. me falta una cosa, te pregunto, ¿ok? ¿Vale? Ok. Sí, ok, bien. Vale. Ok. ¿No, no puede decir yo algo? Soy, sí. Uh -huh. Yo soy cirujano general. Uh -huh. uh, my, Daniel, uh, is, Dan, Daniel is a general surgeon. Uh -huh. Ok. Hago cirugías de urgencia y cirugías electivas. He does some emergency surgeries and some elective surgeries. Mm -hmm. okay. las, eh, un gran porcentaje de mis cirugías las hago por la paroscopia. Es que paroscopia es como laparoscopic. Laparoscopic. Yes. Most, the great majority of his surgeries are done laparoscopically. Mm -hmm. Okay. Eh, eh, la mayoría de las cirugías selectivas que hago son colecistectomía es 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 Coloscopy, colos, algo así, ¿verdad? Coloscopy, algo así, ¿verdad? Sí, ok. ¿Y en qué más? Hemiografias. ¿Qué es eso? Inguinal hernia repairs. Ajá, hernias, ¿verdad? Hernias, sí, en inglés. Hernias, ajá. Intestina, eh, eh, obstrucciones intestinales. Intestinal obstructions, muy bien. Eh, y también opero pacientes con trauma. And patients pacientes que with llegan trauma. A accidentados. Ah, ya. Yeah. Eso es, hay mucha gente así también a veces, ¿no? Que vienen en emergencia. En el, después de un accidente. En el hospital. Pues, de que recibimos de, muchos accidentados de carro y de moto. Ah, ya. Yeah. Sí, sí, sí porque estamos sobre la autopista. Uh -huh, uh -huh. Entonces recibimos muchos accidentados de carro y de moto. En, en cada día, más o menos, ¿cuántas cirugías haces en un día? ¿Tres cirugías? Eh, yo diría que uh, tres, eh, cuatro cirugías. Cuatro en un día. Pero no, tra no trabajas los, los fines de semana, no trabajas, ¿no? 
Sí, 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 sí. También. Yo estoy, hago turno de, en el hospital, o sea, en Dury, uh -huh. cada sexta noche uh -huh. y hago fines de semana de 24 horas. Uh -huh. Sí, o sea, si esa noche cae lo has, fin lo de has, semana. Lo haces en turnos, ¿eh? Sí. Tur en turnos. Turnos, ajá, uh -huh, sí. So they, take, have, they have turns where they actually work on the weekends in one day, sometimes 24 hours, right? And then are you working, right. estás trabajando en, en emergencias, emergencias, ok, en el hospital. En emergencias. Ajá, sí, por sí. eso. O sea, vienen, estoy en pacientes okay. de urgencias y eh, si hay que operar, los, los opero. Ajá. Now, es otro tema, completamente diferente. Now, this is, and, and this is a theme we haven't talked about, and we always have a little guion for, for the people we interview. Um, ¿Cómo es el, el sistema de seguros allá en, en Colombia para la salud, por ejemplo? Y si llegan, lo, los pacientes llegan al hospital. So the patients get to the hospital. ¿Tienen seguro para pagar o, o no? O, ¿cómo, ¿Cómo pasan las cosas? O es, es un, es un, es, no, es una, no es un tipo de, digamos, uh, medicina socialista, ¿verdad? No, donde todo está no. pagado, no. Es decir, Todos los colombianos, every uh, Colombian, uh, need to have a, a, a social security. Uh -huh. the, the companies the health companies are uh, private mm -hmm. because the uh, public uh, uh, company uh, uh, was uh, uh, closed and uh, you need to pay every worker need to pay a person of your salary to go to the health company to receive a health assistant now So, if it, you report, mm -hmm. uh, you need to register in the official uh, data to receive the medical uh, uh, service. Si la gente pobre llega al hospital y no tiene seguro, el hospital trata al paciente, ¿verdad? O digo que que acepta al paciente, ¿verdad? Aún si no tiene seguro, ¿verdad? Pero si está enfermo y lo ayuda. Si, si es una urgencia, uh -huh. el hospital tiene que recibirlo así no tenga seguro. Yeah, the hospital si has, no, to, has to receive the patient, even though, if it's an emergency, has to receive the patient, and uh, they have to do it, yeah. If they don't, even, sí. even if the patient doesn't have uh, uh, insurance. Uh -huh. Okay. Eh, y si el, el, eh, si el paciente definitivamente no tiene ningún seguro y no puede pagar, el hospital le cobra al Estado. Mm -hmm. Hay un fondo de, los, eh, eh, de las personas que pagan, un dinero va a un fondo para las personas personas que no pueden pagar nada. Es parecido a lo que tenemos aquí de Obamacare, ¿no? Imagino, uh -huh. un poco parecido. Donde el gobierno ya paga o ayuda a la gente con fondos especiales, ¿verdad? Del Estado. Uh -huh. sí. sí, es muy parecido. A mí me gusta más, ¿eh? Ya, yo no sé, pero 
tengo gente, amigos, que prefieren más la medicina socialista donde el Estado paga todo y a mí no, pero todo depende. ¿eh? De, there, there are certain countries in Europe, por ejemplo, where they have really good systems, ¿verdad? Muy buenos, ¿eh? socialized medicine, uh, medicina socialista, pero no sé. But uh, that's good. Entonces, en Colombia, todos, yeah, hay que recibir a todos, ¿verdad? Sí. So, sí. The, the, the doctors receive everything. That's wonderful. Fabuloso. Um, okay, hombre. Gracias por todo. Eh? We've had a wonderful visit. And you've really opened our eyes to a lot of things about Bogotá, Colombia. And, and nos ha ayudado mucho a entender el país de Colombia de tu familia, tu hospital, y lo que tú haces, el trabajo de, de, de cirujano. And it's a big honor to have you on our show tonight. And you have been fenomenal, eh? Y hablas muy bien en inglés, eh? You've done a beautiful job speaking English. You still are awful good. Remember when I used to tell you when you're in Indianapolis how good you spoke English? Do you remember? You always spoke good English. Did. You did. You always did. And you still do. So, uh, Congratulations on a beautiful family. Uh, I was fortunate enough to meet the, uh, Danielle's family a while back, and has a beautiful, wonderful wife, Christina, and a beautiful family. So uh, we are so delighted you're on the show and appreciate you, you taking your time from your busy, busy schedule to help us out and be on the show. And uh, for all the listeners, thank you for listening tonight. And uh, we invite you to listen to further shows and subscribe to the Broadcoms World Language Cafe Apple Podcast. And we hope to hear to see all of you next time. And, and you can listen to us, and it'll be about a week or two. We'll have another show for you. We have a couple of surprises in March. We're going to be out of town uh, in some different places with our program. So who knows where we're going to be. So you'll be surprised. So uh, we'll see you soon. Uh, and thank you all. Have a great evening, everybody. Daniel, muchas gracias, hombre. Eres un, una gran persona y, y, y te admiramos mucho. Gracias por estar con nosotros, okay? So thank you so much for being with us. You're a great person and we appreciate it, okay? Gracias, okay? Thank you. Thank you, Tom. Uh, thank you for this interview. And it was a very nice time for me. And remember Indianapolis and uh, uh, Indiana, the Hoosier people, is uh, uh, I have very good uh, 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 memories. Remember, so from Indianapolis. Uh -huh. and, uh, okay. The okay, and we have great memories of you when you were here too. So, and we expect you to visit us again, right? To come back and yes, visit. Yes, I hope. Okay, uh, and we'll all be in touch, uh, oyentes. Que descansen, okay? And we'll have a great week, and we'll catch up. Okay, goodbye, everybody. Nos vemos. Adios, au revoir. Y hasta pronto, ¿ok? Bye. Bye, bye. Hasta pronto.